Din Djarin is back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Mandalorian. This is Chapter 15 of The Mandalorian, Return of The Mandalorian. I, I, wait, oh, this is actually The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5. Uh, sorry, I, I got mistaken there after the last 50 minutes of the show. But, uh, uh, but nonetheless, we will be talking about The Book of Boba Fett, apparently. Uh, chapter 5 here, uh, full spoiler review. So, um, yeah, if you have not watched this episode, if you didn't see the title... This is a spoiler review of The Mandalorian, <laughs> not The Mandalorian. I'm starting to get that that gag mixed up in my own head now. Uh, this is the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 5 review, a.k.a. The Mandalorian Chapter 15. If you have not seen this episode, don't watch our review because we will be going into all spoiler details about this episode. So stay clear, watch the episode, come back, and then watch our show. If you have watched it, please comment down below. Let us know what you thought of Chapter 5 of The Book of Boba Fett what you thought of this episode as a whole, where you think the show's going. We will be talking predictions, speculations on Friday as well for Chapter 6. And uh, like this video, please, and subscribe to our channel for Star Wars content three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, yeah, now to get into the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 5. Uh, like um, The Mandalorian Chapter 13, this start throws us right in immediately, like with Ahsoka. Um, uh, you know, we started that episode out, we knew Ahsoka was going to be in it. She just shows up in the first 10 seconds. I, I'm glad they did that with Mando in this episode, but <laughs> I, I initially thought, okay, cool. We're throwing us right into the action. We're not going to tease it. We're just going for it. But then I realized this is literally a Mandalorian episode because not only is the Mandalorian in the entire episode, Din Djarin in the entire episode, Boba Fett is not in a single shot of this episode, uh, which is crazy. It's crazy, and, and and we're gonna dive into probably step by step. We'll probably start out with the first half, um, where it does get a bit more into what's been going on with the Mandalorians and the Watch and like all of this stuff that's, that we haven't you know touched on since Mandalorian season one, basically. And we're gonna dive into that right now. But yeah, I mean, just initial reactions to the fact that we have a show called The Book of Boba Fett that's been a little up and down so far. We've had episodes we've liked, we've had episodes we really liked, we've had some we really didn't like, <laughs> and now we get an episode of the show where Boba Fett's not even in it. Like, your reaction to that just right off the bat? My reaction? Um, <laughs> okay. Like, look, I'm not going to complain about this episode. I thought overall, if you consider it as an episode of TV, fantastic. If you consider it an episode... Of just Star Wars, fantastic. If you consider an episode of the Mandoverse, fantastic. If you consider it as an episode of the Book of Boba Fett, no, it's not. It's like even Fennec shows up for the last 30 seconds. She does three hops. And like uh, even that's a, a bit concerning to me because the episode ends with him saying like, I got to go pay a visit to grogu who he's created this like a little chain mail for or something he's in he's got a little bundle that looks like yoda too right like a little yoda face and he sees a kid on like obviously we knew as this episode played out like okay he is desperately missing this kid and he wants to do something for him he does something for him and at the end he's like oh yeah yeah i'll this one's on the house i'll i'll, I'll help boba out don't worry about it that's great, but, like, we don't see Boba at all. Like, we don't even see, like, I don't know. We don't even see. 
in, in a way, I thought this episode would maybe start off with Boba contacting Din by hologram or something and just failing to reach out to him. And then we see why until he finally gets a hold of him. And then, you know, like, I, yeah, I it was it, I, I thought the structure of it, like almost every episode of the Book of Boba Fett was not beneficial to the Book of Boba Fett story. And this one is just simply jettisoning the entire Book of Boba Fett story in general it it feels a lot to me similarly to how i felt um with stranger things season two's the lost sister episode where 11 goes off to chicago to meet Kali and all the other people and it's just a solo episode of her in the in a sense it feels like okay like you've just started ramping up this plot and then you just stop it this one doesn't do it as egregiously because everything about it was fantastic. I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard delivered her strongest episode yet. And I already thought her episode introducing Bo-Katan last season of Mandalorian was amazing. But this was a step above and a lot of prequel love, a lot of great things out there. But it's not an episode of Book of Boba Fett. And honestly, I think you could have cut the story down by 40 minutes. Not 40 minutes. Cut it down to 40 minutes and then spend... 10 to 15 with Boba and then interacting and maybe you deal with a little bit more of like the stuff we see earlier on with Din and like just how he's handling himself post Grogu because he he's a little bit darker to start off this episode and he gets a lot of news just hit on him saying like he finally admits to take breaking the creed and that's a that's a huge thing and he's like well Paz Vizsla and ha- him have a duel and armor is like you're not a mandalorian and he's like "Ah, whatever and he just like walks away but like obviously that hurts him too he tries to ask forgiveness and all that so there's just so much that happened to him emotionally i'm like all right we get to him sure he'll get a ship or whatever that's five ten minutes we'll still have 10 minutes sure for like boba and him and like a little bit more planning so yeah i think that's my biggest critique because as much as i'm not a fan of the boba fett like episode structure like the structure within the episodes you could have still made bobo a player in this you could have at least seen bobo like packing some heat adding a few more things to his whole look and armor to get ready for war start hiring people or something right like maybe mando walks in and you know bobo's like disgusting with chrysanthemum to like hey buddy like I know you don't like Bosk, but like, think about it. Like, yeah, I need the muscle. He'll do it for the money or something like that. Right. And then have an interaction, a little bit of back and forth. And that's how the episode ends. But now I'm also feeling that maybe this next episode starts with Din seeing Luke and Grogu and possibly a young Ben and a Han Solo de-age. Like, is it necessary for the story? Absolutely not. If anything, that'd be a distraction. I can at least accept this story because we are getting to bring Boba, uh, you know, uh, Boba and Mando back together. And they all have very relevant plots with their armor, with just a little check-in and what's going on at this point in time for Mando's life, sure. But I don't know if the way they're kind of hinting at it, I really hope that just happens off-screen and we see, like, a Han Solo DH later or Grogu later, not, like, now. Yeah, I completely agree, because it's... It's just so weird to even think back on it that this was an episode of this show with no Boba Fett. And that's the, it's so tricky to, to like think about this episode from a critical perspective because 
as an episodes of Star Wars television, this is really, really good. And and if it was part of the Mandalorian, it would be on the upper side of the episodes. Maybe not the best episode of the Mandalorian, but one of the better episodes of the show. And it would be like a good third, fourth episode of the Mandalorian in a season, as we've seen in the past. Like this is the style episode you get in the, the third or fourth episode of a Mandalorian season. And for it to just randomly show up in the Book of Boba Fett seems really strange in hindsight, but I, don't get me wrong, I was eating it up while I'm watching it, right? You're eating it up and you're eating up the information and I was taking a lot of notes. And I was like, okay, so we're getting there. Like there's only three Mandalorians left from the, their covert. Like, and it, it's just paused the armor and, and Din, I'm assuming, because we don't see the third one. So, and, and then we get a, a tidbit about Din having to redeem himself by going back to Mandalore, purging himself in in the like the mines underneath mandalore and the waters of the mine like a lot of like exposition extraneous information thrown around that seems like it's setting up for mandalorian season three but has nothing to do with the book of boba fett which still as star wars canon junkies as people who love this type of stuff we we eat it up but like stepping back and looking at it i can see this episode getting just trashed by critics because it has nothing to do with the book of boba fett but uh, i think star wars fans are going to eat it up as well <laughs> Yeah, and like we even see like the first on-screen depiction of a night of a thousand tears with all mm -hmm. the tie bombers. We yeah. see Mandalore in live action for the first time. I'm eating all of that stuff up, but I'm like, <laughs> it's gnawing at me. Like after after 20 minutes, I'm like, all right, we're gonna wrap this up a little quickly, right? I'm like, all right, 30 minutes, and there's still 20-ish minutes, so we can do something. With 40 minutes, I'm like, please, at least just have Boba here, and, and, and he's just not in there, and it's all excellent lore excellent action excellent i mean the budget on this episode looks incredible yeah, we yeah. have like a whole disc world very much felt like cowboy bebop or halo right halo. Like it was <laughs> just it was amazing i know there's gonna be so many halo memes of like the mando disc world with like the music playing around and it's gonna be great it's 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 awesome canon stuff it's some of the visually the best things we've ever seen in star wars television like it's hard to complain about that stuff until you realize it's called the book of Boba Fett and there's no Boba Fett. And yeah. I understand there's backdoor pilots in every TV show. And this is like a backdoor, like special of sorts. Right. But like, yeah. if you're going to do that, at least tell me like title it, the Mandalorian special and don't consider an episode of the book of Boba Fett, but it's called chapter five return of the mandalorian or something like that which yeah. is i don't i just in terms of if if our first four episodes were killing it and then we just got this to like episode to be thrown in there i still wouldn't love it but i could be like okay this first four episodes are perfectly paced the story is there built up and i can somewhat forgive this that we haven't seen the actual build-up yet either it's not like we've cut it right into the pace like in stranger things the lab is attacked it ends and then we're suddenly on this random ass quest with 11 with discovering her family and her darkness and all that and then it, the next episode finally puts us back into the action where we cut off on episode six of that or episode nine of that season but uh, i uh, i just i really i really don't like i really don't like calling this a book of boba fett episode yeah if you make it a special and you specifically title it like saying this week there's no book of boba fett we're having a mandalorian special like a euphoria special or something i'd have been like you know what my expectations are 
set now. I know what to expect coming in. This will be like a little nice like pick me up for people who haven't seen Mandalorian and are waiting two years now. They're like, okay, at least I get some Din content, maybe some Grogu content or something. But this only dissuades people seeing such a high quality, high budget episode, great plot, great action. And then seeing the first four episodes of Book of Bovet, you're going to be like, well, why do I really care about it? Which you should, because I think it's all going to be interconnected, but uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's a testament to the Mandalorian storytelling as well that like now Boba Fett of all the characters is sitting backseat to the, to the Mandalorian. Like who would have thought that three years ago that that would be the case if you had a Boba Fett show and a show called The Mandalorian running at the same time. The Mandalorian would be used as like a, hey, check this out. We're going to show you images from The Mandalorian season three, kind of sneak peek, look at it. And uh, that's kind of what they do here. It, it yeah, it, it's just so hard to judge because you're right. It's not as egregious as something like Stranger Things season two, but it does cut off the pacing quite a bit because we had a, finally had a build up to what this plot was about last episode in chapter four of the Book of Boba Fett. We had finally <laughs> were like, this is what's going to happen. This is what our structure is. This is where we now we've seen all this stuff from the trailer. This is where we're going. This is where Boba. This is why Boba wants what he wants. This is what we're doing, and then to just like ignore that for Mandalorian seems very counterproductive to me for what they had set up. But I guess to dive into really some of the more details, we did talk about the halo ring that he's on. We, and, and like the cold open was really, really good. And I too was expecting Finnick to show up after that and be like, Hey, Bo Boba needs you. Um, and that never happens, but we do get some cool information. A lot of like, refreshers for stuff about Tar Vizsla and stuff from Rebels that we've seen but maybe not everybody's seen as, as it, we're kind of getting people used to stuff from Clone Wars and Rebels that the wider audiences might not have realized because now we are going to go head first into that in The Mandalorian Season 3 and Ahsoka and all these shows coming up in the future. It's kind of prepping people for all that stuff. So we got all that. It's interesting stuff but it, Again, yeah, it does It does start to, as as I'm reflecting on it now, really, it does start to all feel a little bit hollow because there's no wrap-up for it. It is, it is just a start, and we're expecting to go back to Boba's story, and it is really just a teaser for Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, and even though it's really good information and cool information, we're starting to see things tied together. I, I specifically really enjoyed the fight at the beginning, seeing Din start to use the Darksaber, seeing him hurt himself with it because he's not very good with it. I thought that was a cool touch because we've never really seen that with people who are struggling to use lightsabers for the first time. And uh, I thought there was a strange thing though, with like it getting heavier for him. Like it was, it was weighing a lot. There was sometimes they like to do in, in the Mando universe, they kind of like to like retroactively change stuff and like then try to fit it pieces in yeah. here that yeah. <laughs> here they, they did a good job of like explaining, okay, Bo-Katan lost the dark saber because it was just given to her. And basically Mando's cult that he's in believes that Mandalore wouldn't have fallen if whoever was ruling Mandalore earned the dark saber by right. And that makes a lot of sense too, with the Vizsla family being a part of that, having pre Vizsla being the last person who held the dark saber before Maul being the one who lost it to Maul and then um, Sabine and then Bo-Katan are the first Mandalorians to get it back from Maul. 
we start to see that come full circle. We start to see some of those plot holes from Mandalorian season two, or not really plot holes, but things that just were like contradictory to what we've already seen in the Mandalorian. I mean, in the uh, rebels and clone wars, starting to see that filled out a bit more. I appreciated all that. And like all that type of information, I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat going, Oh man, this is great. I love this. But then, yeah, it does, it does feel like really strange to go from that and then just go to like Mando fixing his ship for like the 10th time, but now it's a new ship. Now it's an M1 Starfighter uh, with Pelimoto. Like it, it felt like two completely different types of Mandalorian episodes smushed into one because they could only do it in one episode instead of two norm like they would normally do. And then randomly casually mentioned Boba Fett at the end. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was an interesting structure, but yeah, again, purge the night of a thousand tears, all that stuff. So cool. That was so cool. Um, and I'm going to rewatch this episode tomorrow and be like, yes, give me more of that. I can't wait for Mandalorian season three. And this does get me super hyped, but again, no Boba Fett <laughs> that just like weighs in the back of your mind. It doesn't, didn't hit me until you, the credits roll and you hear the Boba Fett theme that we've I've now gotten very accustomed to it. No, 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 forget, forget about that. When we see like after the cold open, the book of both the title come on, yeah. it's interweaving the Mandalorian theme into it. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, they're going to be teaming up together, <laughs> having a little back and forth. No, I think they're saving for the next episode, but this was your opportunity. At least start that. If you're not going to do a lot of it, at least start it. Uh, it's still his show. And you, by making something so good, so visually stunning, so enriching to the Mando fans, Mando exclusive fans, and all that, you're you're making someone who's not like a Star Wars junkie like us, a canon junkie, think like, well, why do I care about the show? This was just like I had to watch it because I needed to see what's up with Mando. Instead of like saying like, oh, this is Boba Fett. This could be like one of the coolest, most interesting villains slash anti heroes you know, that we've gotten in Star Wars. And instead, it's like, uh, cool stuff. Bang, 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 bang. All right. We'll actually get back to what the show is about next week. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's strange. Let's, uh, I guess we should talk about the second half of the episode because we haven't really talked about that much yet. When he comes to um, Tatooine and he lands and he gets off on the, the he's using this public transportation again because he has no ship um which i thought okay here's here's the part where we're finally going to tie into mandalorian maybe he's walking off the ship when the bikes are walking off the ship but then nope it's in maz eisley not in osespa uh i do love the continued use of uh the rex droids from star tours i i love i love that droid design very nostalgic for me um but yeah so then we get to pelimoto and we get a bd droid from jedi fallen order that was cool uh, see, and that's another thing. Like people who are diving into Easter eggs from this episode are just gonna have a field day with this. There's so many things in this episode from prequels, sequels, video games, comics, <laughs> everything. Everything's like this is what we've been wanting. This is like connecting the universe. It really ties all of that together. And on that level, it's it's fantastic. Uh, but so we get BD Droid. We get to see uh the Boot to Eve race course and Beggars Canyon and like all this stuff like. Like such a great homage to the prequels and to Tatooine. And I, I found it strange that there are X-Wings on Tatooine when there's like a whole crime syndicate war going on. So like, does the New Republic just take the Empire approach and be like, hey, you guys just handle your thing and we'll kind of be around, but we're not. I thought that was a strange thing that kind of threw a wrinkle in like the whole idea of what's going on with Tatooine and the politics of Tatooine right now. 
Um, but I thought it was very cool that he's getting in one Starfighter. I, I love that design. Always love that design. He kind of tricks it out. I assumed he was going to make it gray because he's everything he has is gray and silver. Uh, yeah. What, what were your thoughts on the second half of this episode when we get to Moss Eisley? I mean, it it's probably the strongest appearance of Pelimoto. I thought the first time we see her, she's just like a little too weird. The second time I'm like, all right, you know, she's growing on me. You know, this time I'm like, yeah, this is who I expect. New wrinkles in who she is. She's dated a Jawa before. She knows how to speak Jawanese or something. I don't know. I don't know what the language would be of the Jawas. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's. I don't know if they needed all that time building the star and to tell us like oh wow jawas will literally pick off scrap and not even scrap but like take things off of ships at any chance they can get like i i feel like even as an average fan you might be able to get that like you can say that and then you know we don't necessarily need to see this nabu starfighter worked on for 15 minutes i thought maybe we needed five or ten because okay great you're gonna test it out sure i know that's gonna take some time but give us five minutes with Boba or ten minutes with Boba. I know I'm going back to it, but I I, I kept up my hope till even the last five minutes. But after after the Carson Tava scene, which was great, and then the other the new young kid who was the stand-in for uh Mark Hamill's young Luke in Mando season two, which I thought that was that's really nice to like let him actually show his face on screen and do some fun acting. Um I, I just thought like, hey, like Okay, we're gonna get Boba. That's great, but you know we didn't. We really didn't. But to focus on the positives, yeah, I I really do like like the N one star. I I feel like it was more practical than even the N one in Episode one, which I, I know was practical. Um, it's also nice to see that it's like it's a little bit like you can't. It's not as shinier, like pristine, right? It's nice to see like there's a hint of like. These are all handcrafted. No droids are really involved. So I really like that really ties into what we kind of already know about the people in Naboo and their culture and just their design philosophy. Um, it, it's it's a souped up uh, American graffiti style little uh, little ship out here, you know, like little, I don't, I don't know cars, but like <laughs> just like the little exhaust fence on the top from that new piece that they got from Jaws and it's got a lot of kick and it's a little nice touch that she got rid of the droid pocket, mostly because she didn't think that he needed a droid, but also, you know, it makes you think like, oh man, Grogu could fit there. That'd be so great. Um, yeah, I, 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 I loved seeing Beggar's Canyon. I loved seeing the N1 turn horizontal and or vertical and fly through. It was, it made me remember why I love a lot of, the Bunta Eve, a lot of the pod race stuff in episode one, because I know a lot of people are like, that's just like a 10, 15 minute waste, but it's, it's pure George Lucas. It's pure American graffiti. It's just pure engines, hot rods, you know, dirt, mud, everything. And I, I love that. And I love that there was like a little bit of like Mando having a little fun with it. And then we get a little bit of a tie in again, back to Mando with Carson Tava and all that. That was a great cameo. Um, I, I, I guess why they would be there, I think in a way it, it's kind of like how shipping lanes and stuff like that work, right? Like you're trying to ensure these ships can go to their destination here and back, public transportation here and back. What happens on the planet is not really in New Republic 
like they probably have someone there, but they're that's what the mayor is for to actually do the real work. But obviously, you know, it's they it's still the New Republic. They're kind of hands off, kind of hands on, and clearly, as we've seen in the High Republic, great like the outer rim just does not take to any sort of like governorship. Like they're always gonna fall to crime or to their own independent philosophy and all that. So I can kind of see why, like you know, having ships outside Tatooine for like the safety of the the, the like the hyperspace lanes is why they're there but nothing more than that I, I, they're definitely not like involved with Tatooine life and all that um but yeah I mean it, that was fun I, I, I again it's not Book of Boba Fett it's not even Mandalorian honestly that that was just pure prequel stuff like after he like he says dank Carrick, I was like that's great he's gonna just say a bunch of slang and all that and then he lands he's like man that was wizard i'm like that's probably the first time hearing wizard actually kind of felt cool it's like oh wizard like i was like yeah that was pretty wizard right like instead of just like some annoying little kid something to say it was like oh like that's like a pretty cool thing to say in star wars now again um yeah i, I guess those are my thoughts i just if you're gonna if you're gonna why don't you just let fennec spend like five minutes you don't you don't need 30 seconds and then why do you have to end the episode saying like i gotta go see grogu because it's like just do the job first bro he's gonna be training he's gonna be safe you don't need to really do that like immediately i know you you're burning you inside but you got time this is not like a matter of life or death you you can prioritize work first and then go over to see grogu again yeah that's did throw everything off and honestly yeah this this felt like it was directed by george lucas almost at times <laughs> like it felt so george lucas and there were so many shots that were like it was almost like he was george lucas is has always seemed like somebody who if you criticize something in the films he wants to show it to you a hundred times more so this was like if you don't like episode one, too bad, because this is all the stuff from episode one <laughs> that you're going to see over and over again, including Wizard. Uh, maybe that hints at the Kitster movie that's been uh, teased for so long. <laughs> um, yeah, regardless, I don't think there's too much more to talk about with this episode, honestly, because it, it, it really does just boil down to kind of two parts, and there's not much, there's nothing that ties into Boba Fett. <laughs> so it is just a Mandalorian. Yeah. Really yeah, like true. a Mandalorian show. Um, but again, super enjoyable, super, en it's, it's so hard to talk about this one because it was so, it was so good in parts, but when yeah. you think, when you hear the Boba Fett music yeah. cues, then you're like, oh wait, this is the wrong show. This is Mandalorian <laughs> chapter 15. Just make it the Mandalorian special. Let our expectations be set yeah. for what we're about to see. And, and this uh. is the type of episode that really could have come after the book of boba fett like you could have just said it was six episodes and then at, have him show up in the next one then be like oh want to know where he was this is like a teaser for Mandalorian yeah, season little, three little this little is special what he doing. and uh, uh the, the scene with the x-wings as well almost felt like it was kind of like winking at maybe rangers of the new republic even if that's not happening anymore though it kind of felt like yeah. it was he's like oh you want to come down the station oh maybe we should meet uh the rest of the crew it's like it's stuff like that it was like okay are like did you just leave this in? Maybe there's more X-Wing stuff in the future. I don't know. It uh, there's there's just feels like so much that's teasing so much in this show episode, but none of it's teasing Boba Fett. 
which is the strangest part. And I guess that leads directly into uh, our plug for our next video, which will be on Friday. It is uh, the Book of Bofet Chapter 6 Predictions and Speculation. We do those every week. And we will be talking about Chapter 6 of the Book of Boba Fett, trying to tie in everything we can from Chapter 4 and 5, and, and really probably speculating again on stuff from Chapter 4 in a new contextualized way as we look at how Chapter 5 has reframed what the show structure has been. And looking forward to the future, maybe we'll talk a little about Mandalorian Season 3, so check that out on Friday. And that is it for this episode of the Book of Boba Fett reviews please comment below let us know what you thought of chapter five maybe you thought well i don't really like boba fett right now so i love this episode and that's very fair because the book of boba fett has been up and down but it does seem strange for this episode to appear here like the video please as well and comment below let us know and subscribe to the channel for star wars content three days a week monday wednesday and friday thank you all so much for watching and we'll see you on friday for the predictions and speculation